Good morning, Real Life family and friends. And if you're visiting with us, thanks for tuning in. I'm Tim, I'm pastor at Real Life here in Montrose. And Christmas is upon us. As you can tell, our church is already decorated and ready to go. And I'm just so excited about this season. It's such a special time of season that we get to celebrate the love of God and just family and being together. So uh, I wanna just introduce to you today a Christmas series and I'm calling it For God So Loved. And of course, this comes from John 3.16, which is one of the most famous Bible verses that we all know. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I just want to communicate over the next couple of weeks as we celebrate Christmas and kind of get into the mood of, of the whole Christmas season, I want each and every one of us to know how much God loves us. I was a Christian for a long time in my life, and I read about God's love. You know, I knew verses about God's love. I was even a pastor, and I taught taught about God's love. But it wasn't until I was about 35, 36 years old that I really knew the love of God in my life, and it wrecked my life. And when I say wrecked, I mean it wrecked all the bad things, and it it put the love of God on the inside of me. It wrecked my religion, it wrecked my pride, my self-righteousness, my attitudes, my working hard for salvation, and I realized that God loved me just as I am. And he was for me, he wasn't against me. And I didn't have to earn my salvation or prove myself to God. I just needed to receive his love. And this Christmas season, during this Christmas series, I want you and and I to just be filled with his love, to know how much we are loved. And so this series is called God for God so loved, not just loved, but so loved. And you are so loved by God. So I want to talk about that today as we kind of talk about the Christmas story and celebrate. Last week, if you tuned into our message, I introduced the word for love in Hebrew. And I'm going to hold this up again so you can see it. And it's four letters in Hebrew. And in Hebrew, we read from right to left. And this is pronounced ahava. And this means to love. And you may notice on my sheet here that the word is give. Because the two center letters of ahava form a word called hav which actually means give. And so we learned the true foundation of the word love is not a feeling, but it is an action. And that action is to give. And the Bible tells us the definition of love, right? It says, for God so loved that he gave. So love is action. The action is giving. And the the gift that is given to us is God himself. It's Jesus himself, the son of God who has given for us out of the love of God, not a feeling, but an action. And that action was God giving his son to us. And so I hope that helps you understand the premise of how God is loving. So what has God done for us? What has God given to us? What has God done? What is the action that God has done to show us or to demonstrate his love to us? Because this is where we begin to understand a little clearer and be filled with that love. So I'm gonna talk about that uh, together today. In Luke chapter one, we start to read about the uh, story of Jesus's birth. And today's message is, God loves us by coming. He came, he came. How has God demonstrated his love to us? He came to us, he comes to us. So let's read this story here in um, Luke chapter one, verses 26 to 35. 
It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town of Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. So Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You, have, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. God comes to us. That's what Christmas is all about, is the birth of God's Son. In Luke 1, uh, verses 76 to 79, uh, John the Baptist's dad, who's a priest, Zechariah, is prophesying and he prophesies this over his son, but then he bleeds into the purpose and the, and the mission of the Messiah. And he says this, and you, my child, he's talking to, to John the Baptist as, as a baby, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. So in this verse, the phrase rising sun is a messianic title. It's referring to Jesus. So let me read that again. By which Jesus will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the path of peace. So God comes to us in our darkness. He comes to us as a light, to shine a light in our darkness, and to guide our footsteps on a path of peace, to bring shalom to us, to bring healing to us, to bring truth to us. God comes to us. God loves us so much. He didn't leave us in our mess. He didn't leave us in our misery. He didn't leave us in our sin. But He comes to us. And Christmas is the beginning of the revelation of the love of God for mankind. When God enters his own creation and, and the story begins to unfold, this is the beginning of us seeing the love of God, the love that God has for you and for me. The actions that God does to rescue us and to, to, to keep us and to protect us and to heal us is beginning to unfold at the time of Christmas. God enters our story. In Luke chapter 2 verses 1 to 7 also says this, in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census took in place that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. In verse 4, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Of course, it's Jesus. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her, her firstborn, a son. 
She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Matthew 1, to 23 says, And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the first thing I want to talk about in this series is God loves us, and he showed us his love by coming to us. He came. He showed up. He was born. Jesus came to be with us. And he lived his entire life uh, in order to redeem and restore us in our relationship with God and to take away the death that was consuming us and fill us with eternal life in him. And that's the good news of Christmas. How has God showed you that he's loved you? He has come to us. All, all throughout ancient history, we see pictures of people and civilizations trying to get to God. We see ziggurats, we see pyramids, we see towers, we see sacrifices, we see temples all over the place throughout history of people trying to find God, trying to get to God. It's almost like we're trying to climb up into heaven to get near to God because there's an innate awareness in every one of our souls that we need God. And the good news is, while we couldn't get there on our own, He came to us. That's how God has showed His love to us. And today, I'm not just talking about Jesus being born as a baby. I'm talking about right now, in your life, God is still coming. He is near to you. He is not distant. He is not harsh. He is not uh, vindictive. He has come. His love is compelling him to pursue you and to pursue me. And I pray that you feel, feel his love today and you welcome his love because he is for you. He's not against you. And so when I think about some of these passages, I think about how we figuratively, right, have darkness. We have chaos in our lives. And God comes to us in our darkness. He comes to us in our chaos. He comes to us even in our own rebellion in our mess, in our pain, in our sin, because he loves us. And he loves us just as we are. Doesn't mean that God's okay with, with uh, the bentness and the, and the rebellion and the sin. It means that God loves us just as we are, so much so that when we open our lives and our hearts to receive his love, all of that uh, other stuff uh, gets healed and gets put back into place. And because he accepts us, as we are. I love this verse in, uh, in Romans uh, chapter, uh, uh, look, let me find it here, looking for it. Romans chapter 5 verse 8, where it says that God demonstrates his love in this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, while we were rebelling against God, while we were not even looking for God, while we weren't even seeking God, while we were, weren't even living right for God, right? in our mess, in our darkness, in our brokenness, God sent his son for you and for me. That's who God really is. So God comes to us in spite of our attitude, in spite of the messes that we make, and even though we might not even be pursuing him, God is pursuing us. He pursues us all along. God is pursuing your heart, and he's pursuing and chasing after your soul. And he wants you to know him and experience his love on the deepest parts of who you are. When you meet God's love, when that love of God 
comes into the depths of who you are, it changes everything. Like I said at the outset, that happened to me when I was like 35, 36 years old, and it totally changed my life. I tell people often, I got saved when I was like seven years old, but my soul got saved when I was 36. You know, what I'm saying is that, yes, while my sins were forgiven, I didn't still, when I was six years, seven years old, I didn't quite know the love of God yet. I'd felt a little bit of it, but I didn't quite understand it. But I had some sort of a, a major breakthrough, you know, when I was in my mid-30s, where the love of God became so real to me, it literally healed my heart, it changed my perspective, and it totally changed my life. And that's, that's what I want for each and every one of us. I'm so glad that when Jesus came as a baby and he lived his life for you and for me, he, his purpose wasn't to create a worldwide religion. <laughs> Aren't you glad that's not why God came? To, to create a, a religion? You know, some rules and things that we had to follow. He came to give his life. He came to bridge the gap between us and God. He came to bring us into a relationship with Him. And that relationship is filled with His love. This is what the Bible says about love. And I want you to think about this as who God is, right? Love is patient. God is patient. Love is kind. God is kind. Love does not envy, does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Aren't you glad God is not easily angered? Some people think God's just ticked off at them all the time. But that's not what the scriptures teach us at all. God loves us. It says that love keeps no record of wrongs. God forgives us of our sins. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And I love this, this sentence here. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And this is what God wants us to experience of himself. Some people view God as distant, strict, vindictive, out to get them. But the scriptures reveal to us that God is near to us, that he's filled with grace for us, and that he is forgiving toward us. You see, as, as people who struggle, we often look at one another and we look at ourselves through the lenses of the outside in. We're looking at the outside and we see failures and we see mistakes and we see sin and, and we judge ourselves and we judge one another based on that perspective. But the Bible says that God looks at the heart and he starts on the inside and he sees our soul and that we need him and that we need healing and that we've been hurt and he wants to heal and set us free from those hurts and he wants to fill our soul with something that will satisfy which is his love and his presence and when God does that work on the inside what we find out happens is the outside begins to change and reflect that inside healing but when we as people uh, try to fix ourselves on the outside or try to point at each other on the outside you know, those are only symptoms of something that's going on on the inside and it doesn't heal anybody. It just condemns one another. We condemn ourselves when we look at ourselves that way. But we are called to love as God loves us. And so I'm so glad that God loves us just as we are and he sees our soul and he wants to satisfy our soul with his presence. Isaiah 9 verse 2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 
And until Jesus came, we were living in a dark, uh, hopeless state here on planet Earth. But God came, and into this deep darkness, a light began to shine. And Jesus came and said, I am the light of the world. Right? He says this in John 1, 9. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And when light enters a dark place, the light chases out that darkness. And so Jesus comes to chase out the darkness in our lives. And life is chasing out death. And liberty is chasing out bondage. And when we are filled with the love of God, we begin to see freedom where there was bondage. We begin to see uh, life where there was death. And we certainly begin to see light where there was darkness. And hope abounds. So I got a challenge for you. I got two challenges for you. The first challenge is to recognize and receive this love of God into your hearts today. God loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. For you to be encouraged, for you to be at peace, for you to realize that God is for you, that, that he loves you, that he's come to rescue you, that he's come to bring light where there's darkness, uh, freedom you know, where there's bondage, and life where there's death. That's who God is. And that love of, of God in our hearts uh, will bring all of those things about in us. Uh, Jesus said, John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. We've been talking about love quite a bit lately in church, and we're going to continue to talk about it because this is the most important thing that we know about God, and this is the most important thing that God has called us to do in response to the love he has for us. So the first thing we need to do is just receive that love, to meditate on scriptures and the things that God has done, the love and action that God has shown to us um, will allow us to be filled with his love. And once we're filled with that love, we're able then to do what Christ called us to do, and that is love one another as he's loved us. So how has God loved us? Well, we just talked about one way that God has loved us. He came to us. He came to us just as we are. And so if I'm going to love, and if you're going to love as Jesus has called us to love, to love others the way God has loved us, then listen to this. Here's your second challenge. We need to love others in that same way. So we go. We come to people in their mess. We come to people in their darkness. We come to people, you know, in their sin. And instead of focusing on the sin, we focus on their soul, just like God does for us. And that's how we can love other people. We can see a soul that needs saving, not sin that needs scolding. There's so much judgmentalism in our world. The church doesn't need to do that. That's not what Jesus came to do. It says here in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to us to seek us out of the darkness, to pull us out of that, that death trap and to bring us into the light of life, to rescue us from our own sin, to rescue us from our own messes. And so now that same love that enters our heart then compels us to go to our people around us, our neighbors, our friends, our family members, one another, and love in the same way. So we don't look at each other's sin, we look at each other's soul. And we let God love one another through us. And because love never fails. Love never fails. We want to invite everybody into a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is the search and rescue mission from heaven. And now he has commissioned you and me into the same mission to reach out to the lost with his love. During this Christmas season, my second challenge for you is this, to reach out to others with the love of Christ. Maybe to invite them to church or just love them right where they are. Or maybe you could do a, an act of kindness or, or a good deed to them and, and just witness to them with that love that overflows through you. Recently in our church, we've been doing a campaign uh, called Love in Action. And we got these really cool cards. You can pick some of these up at our church. This one says, you've encountered love in action. And it's got a little QR code that that brings you to a, a website that we've developed to share your story. And on the back it says, keep it going. And we have our website on there. This card's the same idea. It says, you've encountered love in action. It's just a different design. And this one says, love in action. Do something kind and leave this card behind. And so maybe you take some of these cards and as you're maybe giving a gift or giving out some cookies or you're just doing something kind to someone near you, you plant that seed that, hey, there's a purpose behind this action of love that I've done for you. And in uh, a small way, you might move people closer to that revelation that all of this is coming from God. Because while Jesus said to us, I am the light of the world, he turned to his disciples in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, and he said to them, you are the light of the world. Because once the love of God comes into us, once we place our faith in Jesus and he saves us, he restores us. Of course, we're not done yet. We're not a perfect product yet. But it has begun, right? A new life has begun in us through, the, through our faith in Jesus. But once his love has come inside of us, Jesus has recruited us with his love to now be on his team to love other people. So now he is the light of the world. It's almost like he's in us now. And now the, that light shines through us. And he says to us, you are now the light of the world. We are the hands of Jesus, right? We are the mouthpieces of Jesus. We are the bakers for Jesus. Uh, and so whatever we do, we are doing in love to, to continue to reach out uh, with the good news of Christmas. That God so loved us that he gave. He gave what? He gave his one and only son. Uh, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. As I wrap this message up, I want to first and foremost invite anyone who's watching this message today who needs to place your faith in Jesus to do so today. Today is the day of salvation. When you hear this good news, today is the day for you to respond. For maybe you've been feeling heavy. Maybe you've been walking in some darkness. Maybe you've been walking in some hurt and pain. Well, I've got good news for you. God has come to you. He's coming to you right now. Even though I'm not with you physically, God is there with you spiritually. And he is coming to you to meet your needs, to save your soul, to forgive you of your sin, and to turn a light on in the darkness that you've, you've been stumbling in. To guide your footsteps onto the path of peace. To bring life where there's been death. To bring freedom where there's been bondage. And it all begins with you and I placing our faith in him as Lord and as Savior. 
as the, as the son of righteousness who has been coming from heaven to meet with us, to rescue us, he has come, he is coming, he's been chasing after you your whole life, and he is diligently going to pursue your whole soul that you might have life and have it to the full. So today, if you're ready to just begin that relationship with God, no matter what you've done, he loves you just as you are. He just simply says, come and receive my love. If that's you, let's just pray this prayer with me, would you? And let's just turn our hearts over to Jesus. Say this right where you are. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you and I trust in you as Lord and Savior today. Thank you that you love me, that you came to rescue me. And Lord, I receive your love today. May you fill me to overflowing and fill me with your Holy Spirit so I have the power to live this new life that you've made me to enjoy. I'm all yours. In your name I trust and in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited for you if you just prayed that prayer and want to encourage you to get to church as soon as you can or to keep watching these messages. Get a Bible and start growing your relationship with Him. And for the rest of us, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I know we got a few weeks to go, but we're really excited about what God is doing and what God is going to continue to do in us as we continue to rely on His love in us and through us. The Bible says we love because He first loved us. So let's stay in that space of being loved by God. May you, during this Christmas season, just bathe in the love of God and just welcome what He wants to do in you and through you. Also, I want to invite you to come to our Christmas Eve service at 7 o'clock, Christmas Eve. It's going to be a great service. Invite someone to come with you. Pick up some of these cards. Invite some people to come to church so that we can continue to spread that love. Okay, let me just pray a blessing on you now as I close. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace in his name. Amen. Love you. Hope to see you soon. Merry Christmas. God bless you.